and just heard just sounded like everybody was everybody had perished and passed away i was reading a tweet that made me feel that way This is the Insert Credit Show, currently ranked as the number one video game podcast in Lithuania. Every week, we gather our panel of video game experts for a series of relentlessly on-topic discussions regarding their area of expertise. Each introduced subject is allotted no more than six minutes before consensus is reached, at which point a terrible buzzer will sound to signify that we've gone over time and must move on. I'm Alex Jaffe, and my favorite Pac-Man ghost is Blinky. I'm, I'm Frank Spaldi. My favorite Pac-Man ghost is uh, Stinky. Which one, which game is that from? That must have been in one of them, right? They must have done that in like oh. one of the 3D ones. I don't know. No, they, uh, they 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 reserve the the wacky names for the fourth ghost. My name is Tim Rogers, and my favorite Pac-Man ghost is Tim, who is the fourth ghost from Junior Pac-Man. Nice. One of the worst Pac-Man games. Um, that's the pinball one. No, that's 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 baby that's Pac-Man. baby Pac-Man. Yeah, that is the worst one, I'm pretty sure. Baby Pac-Man evaded my analysis in my review that I recently wrote uh, because I figured it wasn't real enough. I'm Brandon Sheffield, and my favorite Pac-Man ghost is Flicky from Flicky's Island. I'll allow it. Okay, good. Uh, Joining us this week is the lead designer of Future Club Games and writer for EXP Magazine, Matthew Kumar. Yeah, do I not get to pick uh, a favorite Pac-Man ghost? Yeah. Uh, My favorite Pac-Man ghost is His Regrets. Mm, I guess. Well, that's all of them. Yeah, he, you know the regrets that haunt him. Yeah, the regret of him blinking too much. Uh, the regret he has over using too much ink. Uh, I don't know what. Uh-huh. Pink... Well, he his favorite Aerosmith song is Pink. Right, and yeah. he regrets that. I think he regrets that he the time that he couldn't save his wife from getting slingshotted when I was playing Packlander. Right. Oh yeah. You mean well, Pac-Man two? Does that yeah, mean, I mean Pac-Man two takes place before Pac-Man one? No, Pac-Man Two takes canonically it takes place canonically after yeah, Pac-Man. They're, uh, they're married, or at least they're uh, cohabitating. Whereas in Miss Pac-Man, they yeah, they yeah. made a baby. They have two. They have two children in Pac- Pac-Man right. Two. So Frank, you're an expert at Pac-Man Two, right? Pac- Pac-Man Two is uh, I don't, I'm not going to call it one of my favorite games, but it's it's one that I think about often. I think it's very interesting. It's one of your favorite games to think about. Do you ever want to do it? Do you ever want to guest on a Twitch stream where we play through it for that game? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Because uh, maybe maybe I'll do that in about a month or so. What do you think? Okay. Yep. Talk about it Sounds later. Fun. Uh, Tim, you won the last episode before our spec Dracular, which means you're up to choose our first question. Would you like to take that now or save it oh, for the end? Oh, I always save it for the end. All right. Well, in that case, let's get on to the meat of this show. Door number uh, but- two. Because we had a last minute cancellation, I don't have any questions this week. Ooh, that's so- not true. We're going to be diving into the mailbag from our subscribers to patreon.com slash insert credit. Oh, I actually had a great idea for what you should call it. You should call these episodes the dirt bag because the readers, (laughs) the the listeners send us the dirt and then we get dirty with it. You know, I'll allow it. This is a dirt bag episode of insert credit. Hello uh, and well, okay, actually, let me do an intro. Ready? Here it is. Sure. Hello and welcome back to the Dirtbag Hour. I'm your host, Big Boy Baby Boy. In some countries, they call me Mommy's Little Failure. Okay, that's all uh, I got. I don't know. I don't know where that was going. Big <laughs> we'll Boy Baby it. Boy. There you go. That's that's all I got. All In right, some countries, they call me Mommy's boy. Little Failure. I don't uh, know that. That's off the top of my head. Our first Patreon question comes from Jerry. Uh, Jerry asks, 
Taito's Cooking Mama series has expanded to include Gardening Mama, Crafting Mama, Babysitting Mama, and Camping Mama. Uh-huh. What life skill should be the next to receive the mama treatment? Oh, heck. Oh, hey, big I wanna, mama. I want to finish the uh, the mechanic mama style game that was um, Yute Saito was trying to make that for the DS with Nintendo. And it was a he got to the prototype stage and then it never came out. But it was like a fixing up cars kind of a thing. But it with from his perspective. So uh, that that would be a probably not good as a mama game, but I want. I want that one. I want to play well, that. I one. actually, I, I like the the aesthetic of Mama, sort of, you know, covered in grease with like oh, yeah. a an apron. And I think that I think that looked pretty cool on a cover. Big yeah, grant. stick stick with the Mama. I don't know, critical thinking Mama. I feel like people are kind of lacking that. How would you video gamify that? Uh, I don't know. It's pro- it'd probably be like a '40s Disney educational cartoon uh, in 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 its uh, appearance and it, and and the way that it talks to you. It might be like. I don't know. Maybe maybe like a one of those goofy cartoons where he's playing sports, but it's Cooking Mama. All right, Sporting we're, goofy. Yeah. We're leaning a little close to Fallout right now. Fallout uh, Mama. I don't think that's true at all. But all right, man. Hmm. Fallout's not a '40s cartoon. It's a uh, it's a '50s cartoon. Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> I we're ten years close. Man, uh, there's a lot you can get out of Mama. I think yeah. there's a lot of mileage you can. I think Mama can kind of do anything. She can do what she wants. I I guess I would. I would be interested. I I always have this kind of thought, and I guess many other people have because they've made things sort of like it, but I never liked them. I like the idea of you know being an item shop owner or be like being the blacksmith at a uh, in a town, mm. and all the heroes are coming to me with their stuff. There there have definitely been attempts at ones like that, but I never felt like they were really engaging in the way that I wanted them to be. So like a an item shop mama would be kind Seaviest of pharmacist mama. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's giving, giving out flu shots. Actually, I was thinking farming mama, not pharmacy. So, you know, you you, you produce the goods and then uh, market them as well. Ah. Yeah, I think there's a, there is a game like that, but it's it's not. It's also imperfect. I, I definitely know a lot of people that would play farming mama. Unlike the existing mama games, this one's imperfect. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's, that's what I'm implying, correct. What I'm hearing here is a lot of uh, a concepts where Mama is going to, you know, benefit from the fruits of her labor. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking unionizing Mama, right? Mm. Mama's entered oh, the workplace. How to organize it. Mm. You know, and it's how do you organize your workplace? Because if you wanted to help people, right? One of the big challenges people have is I just try to unionize in a way where they don't get fired and everything else. So it will be about how to gain your support and then eventually take over the company. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Unionizing Means Mama. production seizing Mama. I like it. <laughs> I've never played uh, one of the Cooking Mama games. I just never played one. And I always thought they would look kind of fun. And I just never played one. And they're made by Office Create, which is definitely a good name for a company. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's almost as good as Idea Factory. Published um, by Taito in Japan. I know that much. Yep, and factories and uh, offices are places that should be unionized. So it totally works. It works. Yeah. It does work. But um, I actually, I think I have one that uh, is good for our international audience. Um, okay. Football manager mama. Football uh, man- I like it. Football managing mama. Football yeah. managing mama. That's better. Yeah. So since so, since Cooking Mama is published in Japan by Taito, and my my association with them is that they're they're published by Majesco in the in the U.S. Uh, I guess they were. I don't know. They were. Whatever. Yeah. I, who even knows what Majesco is? Um. Uh. I, I just my strongest association with them is is them being published by Taito. So 
Um, I always wondered, uh, I like uh, if if they would make another elevator action game, and I knew some people at Taito, and I was always asking if they'd make an elevator action game someday. So my uh, my 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 submission here is elevator acting, Mama. Mm. Elevator she, maintenance, Mama. Well, no, I mean she she it's just an elevator action game starring Cooking Mama. That's that's what it is. That's my just, mur- just murdering people, and that's uh, the only way it gets made. Making sure I'll that the it. old order cannot be uh cannot yeah, be crushed. Exactly. Right. You could have like uh, you know the the ingredients for different recipes behind the different doors. So at the end of each level, you could make a meal out of what you'd managed to find. Mm. Yeah, I'm into it. And that's your rank at the end of is like whether it's a whether your your cup noodles or pizza is your ranking at the end or pot roast. There's a lot okay. you could do with it. That uh, plenty. Let's go on to our next question. Mo asks the sort of inverse prompt. What video game action would make for the best Olympic event? For example, wall climbing using your teeth, as in the Bonk series. Uh, it's probably wall climbing using your teeth or chewing up a waterfall. I think those right. Are, those are the good ones. Up waterfall uh, swimming spinning could be spinning good. as many times as in the air as you can is another good one that you can do. Uh, um, how how red can you turn depending on how much meat you eat? Um, these are all. These are all the, the top ones, I think. Yeah, I think uh, in all seriousness, I really think a, there should be a wall jump category where people have to jump between two walls. Yeah, and get like good. Jackie Chan in there. Jackie Chan would be on the dream team. I would love to see like precision. This isn't necessarily a video game mechanic, but I would love to see some sort of precision slicing kind of Olympic thing where, you know, these kind of skill tests that, that you see people do with um, swords or whatever, where they are like trying to... Mm chop tiny things or they're trying to jump through a small hole and then chop something or yeah. something behind them i would love to see that that would that would probably every couple of years there's some conversation pops back up about such and such thing becoming an olympic event and such and such people being mad that why would that be an olympic event why would skateboarding be an olympic event or whatever right it always pops back up Mm-hmm. And then there's always the dumb conversation about should video games be an Olympic event? Should Halo be an Olympic? It's always Halo, right? Yeah. And it's like, uh, however, in all seriousness, I think, what about like parkour? Why can't there be a parkour Olympic event? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I was thinking about that with the the wall jumping. Like, like yeah. I was thinking of wall jumping as an extension of parkour, right? So what is, I, I mean, I mean, what is competitive parkour right now? Is that, is that even a thing? Oh, it's got to be, gotta right? Be like, it's got to be a thing to graduate to uh, Olympic level, I would think. So are there parkour leagues already? I think there are. Parkour, interestingly, came up as both a, a, a video game thing and a real life thing at around sort of the same time. Yeah. It's kind of neat how something like that happened. I would love to see... There, there's some sports that I'd like to learn more about, and I feel like through watching the Olympics, you get to hear people commenting on the nuance of stuff uh, sometimes. So I'd like to see, for example back to craw the the uh southeast asian um volleyball with feet a lot of bicycle kicks it looks real impressive but i don't really know how they do it because it looks impossible um i would love to see that kind of thing they do it a lot in thailand and um that would be pretty cool but wait did this have to do with video games i forget yeah it was specifically <laughs> yeah all right yeah. inventing them whole cloth well there is a setback to craw game um that is on Xbox Live Indie Games. It was not very good. Though. Yeah. Also, that sport's not really as uh, it's not really as interesting as it is uh, uh, cool to Visually look at arresting. in a GIF yeah. or whatever. As yeah. far as as far as the sport goes, there's a here's where once again I direct you, uh, Brandon Sheffield, to the television program Mad Men, the best television show of all time, where there's a whole side plot about uh, marketing high ally in the U.S. 
Uh, it's pretty good. Right. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's 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 fun. the The punchline of that that particular storyline is is real good. Where uh, uh, a guy's just like, "How can anybody watch this?" And oh it's man, like, wait. It's pretty I got good. One. Sorry. Oh, let's hear it. Um, Sokoban would be awesome. So you you give the player mm-hmm. like five seconds to look at an overview of the boxes, and then they have to like go physically into this area and push these boxes around in the right way to exit as quickly Ooh, as possible. Could be chill. A memory-based Olympic event. It could be good. Physical, though, because you have the boxes are, as in Sokoban, they're oh, like yeah, twice yeah. your size. So you, you look at it for five seconds or something, and then you go in there, and then you're you're physically moving around these crates that are twice your size. They're like 200 pounds, as in Sokoban, they would be. Okay, so you should be like above the arena, right? So you should be looking at it, and, and then a, a trapdoor opens underneath you, and you fall down a slide. <laughs> okay. To then get uh, to ground level to push the crates around. I was thinking we'd just give him a map, but uh... I think just Takashi's challenge should be an Olympic event. <laughs> I'd watch just it. straight up get Takashi in there, uh, even though he's kind of an old old psycho at this point. You know, there's a lot of dumb Olympic events, and most of these wouldn't be dumber than some of the dumbest Olympic events. There's a few dumb Olympic events people always go to. Boring people always go to when they're conversing about the Olympics. Let's not even bring up those dumb events. Just a couple dumb events in the Olympics. That, who cares? Uh, get some of these good ones in there. Yeah, Thanks for your question, caller. Some uh, of the okay. dumb ones. Jeffy, reach good, back like into the... the dirt bag for us. Who else do we got? Oh, okay. All right. Uh, this one is from a listener who calls himself Dirtbag. Really? Says, is that yeah. true? Oh, that rules. True. Have you ever realized that you absolutely do not like a game, but only after having sunk far too many hours in it? Like oh, yeah. 50th into a game before you realize you're not enjoying yourself at all, and it's like that since the beginning of the game, but you only realize that now? If so, which game made you feel that? Have a nice day. Excellent question. <laughs> yeah. Excellent question. Dirt I have bag. to say, probably I felt that way about Bloodborne because I was playing it, and I kept on playing it, and I was like grinding to get more floating head creatures, and I was just like continuing to go along, and then I reached the final boss, and I was like, oh man, the only thing I have less left to do is a boss, and I hate fighting these bosses, and then I just stopped playing, and then I was like, wait, I wasn't having fun for the previous 20 hours either. So uh, I guess Bloodborne. I was playing a mobile game called, well, I'm not going to say what it was called, but I was playing a mobile game for four years. Wait, I meant Bloodstained. Bloodstained. Sorry. Bloodstained, not Bloodborne. Yeah, I was about Ah, to say, I didn't know. What the heck? I didn't know you actually played Bloodborne that much. Yeah, my my brain just uh, flopped out of my skull for a second. I was was talking about Bloodstained. There was one of those gotcha-style mobile games that I was playing for four years between 2016 and quite recently, and it would get to the point where I would like wake up in the middle of the night just like to make sure i would play it so i didn't like go over my energy cap and thus waste time yeah and Uh i would just schedule my whole life around it and just a couple weeks ago i realized not only am i not enjoying this game i have never enjoyed this game sounds pretty fun yeah i'm a i'm a perhaps a somewhat irregular individual with regard to this particular type of topic because i will go into video games uh, knowing I don't like them and play them for dozens of hours for no reason. <laughs> so um, mostly because I can find something interesting in even stuff I hate. You should see some of the god darn books I've read in my life, Carl. I've read a lot of them, Dave. Like there's a lot of books that I've read and I will get 10, 15 pages into some dense trash and I'll say, man, this sucks. And then I'll You're just finish Moby it. Dick? Oh, oh, shut up. 
<laughs> Jarvis. Moby Dick is the best. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not not a fan of Moby. Moby Dick. Dick rules. Moby Dick is just all. It's all just burgers of word. It's beautiful. So Matthew Kumar finishes a lot of games as uh, well, that's true as an extension of his life. It's a blog <laughs> shtick, isn't it? Yeah. So yes. I'm, yes, I'm curious. Yes, if you want to visit everygame.tumblr.com, you can you can follow me and see every single game that I ever finish and read my sketchy thoughts of them. Yeah. You've definitely finished things that you don't like. That's pretty much everything, to be completely honest. Like, um, it's very rare that I get to the end of anything and go, oh, what an excellent use of my time. I, I think the problem <laughs> is that most games are not designed ultimately to be finished. Like, mm -hmm. it's one of the things that I really learned from doing it is that often I'll finish a game and then I'll go to the PlayStation trophies or whatever and I'll check how many other people have actually finished the game. And, you know, if it's ever over about 20%, that is a very unusual game. Like, and that's only usually things like, you know, like the last of us remastered and things like that where people have really the whole point is finishing it basically and it's maybe not insanely long so you can finish it but i think on this topic like what always strikes me is like those games kind of like diablo 3 or something where like the entire game is just like hitting things and then taking things and then leveling up to hit more things and there's always a point in those where i just go what am i doing with my life <laughs> you know you're just sitting there going like i'm hitting things to to pick up things so I can hit more things and there's no other value to it. And then I just stop at that point. Matthew, I got a pretty good one for both of us, which is uh, Indivisible owned. <laughs> ah. Oh, good joke. Yeah. But good we, joke, we, friendo. We both worked on that game. Matthew Kumar, I'm looking at your blog, uh, everygame.tumblr.com. And right now I'm saying you're, uh, I just read your write up on uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, and I agree that those, those characters uh, are definitely the ugliest characters that have ever been in a nintendo game those rabbits those rabbits are ridiculous looking what is yeah. wrong with them it's interesting because i think over the past few weeks or whatever listening to this podcast every time you talk about how good sir mario odyssey is i'm like okay sure you feel that way but i just found that game so so boring like from beginning to end like and i did literally get i think i have it written down let me check 516 516 moons. of the moons yeah uh that's that's the criticism i've heard from a lot of people is that there's too many moons in that game then there's that they should just moons, be stars the levels are so wide open there's no like joy to those levels it's just like let's just make a fucking desert that's like a million miles wide it's like and put nothing in it and then occasionally you fall in a hole and there's like a fun level just make the fun levels why is there a huge friggin <laughs> desert because it's a hangout I don't want to hang out with Mario. Mario's whole thing is saving a fucking princess. I don't want to, like, hang out with Mario. He's a short Italian man. I don't know. I'd hang out with Mario. I don't know. I think well, I wouldn't. I think there's plenty of hanging out to be had in there. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to. If I want to hang out, I'll play something else. But I don't come to Mario and hang out. You know? <laughs> when I, uh, Unless when... Mario's is a pizza restaurant. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. The pizza restaurant and hang out. I'm going to make a suggestion to you, dirtbag. Listen here. Maybe... <laughs> Next time you play a game that's joyful and is all about hanging out, don't do so after putting on your blog shtick hat hey. that you're going to hate on it uh, in your blog. Owned. <laughs> I played Super Mario Odyssey without my blog. You put on your blog shtick hat and you owned yourself. I've got to tell you right Dirt now, bag. Tim, you don't exist beyond your own shtick. So don't come at me with that. <laughs> oh, you don't. You, <laughs> you are 100% shtick. There is I'm nothing. gonna go ahead you and can say dig something. All the way down, and it's just stick, okay? So don't come <laughs> to me saying because I write a blog about my real experiences that it's stick. I leave the stick until I'm finished. Here's what I know. What do you know? Your stick is that it's real experiences. My stick forever shall be 
that no one listening right now knows anything about me. So it's true. Take that. Okay. This next question is from Squit. <laughs> what a dirtbag! <laughs> Squit asks, "How would you improve the presentation of the bonus levels in the classic Sonic games?" Presentation of them? They're all different, though. They're all they're all bad. Yeah, that's true. There's not a good bonus game in 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 any Sonic game that counts. I don't kind know. If, like, I don't know about the eighty that I have. Oh, uh, what about the very first Sonic? That, that's a joke. I kind of like the. <laughs> the I kind of do like the Sega. I mean, I I think it could be better, but I like the Sega CD bonus running around one because I just like that superscalar like stuff. But it definitely. I don't know that I would improve the presentation of it, but the uh, the mechanics of it could be a little better. I don't like bouncing off the walls so bad and falling into pits. I mean, I I'd do say- like the weird background imagery in the in Sonic 1's bonus stage to be yeah, fair. Yeah, it's just that that bonus stage just sucks and I think yes. it's, the aesthetic is already good. I think the Sonic 2's bonus stages have gr- a great aesthetic Me too. and they'd be cool yeah. if they were just really good. Like if they were just like 60 FPS, beautiful, high quality 3D, you just just finish it, you know. And then uh Sonic 3, those those sphere grabbing stages, those colors aren't right, man. Get get somebody in there to look at those colors. Punch them up. Has anyone else experienced that the the sphere levels in Mania are just like massively more difficult than they are in Sonic Three. Oh yeah, yeah, they're a what, bit. What uh, the heck? They're a bit too hamburger style, a bit blockbuster video for my taste. I don't know what that means. You know I what? Think you know what? You know they're what I mean. just to give you know just to have extra content for experts. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I'm 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 not 13 anymore. I don't, I don't think I'm gonna play through those. Not critical path. Um, I sort of like the idea of the knuckles chaotix bonus stages but they're um they're also not very good but it's it's almost like the sonic 2 bonus stages except you're inside of a weird 3d hexagon thing yeah they're pretty Um, weird (laughs) quite strange a lot more pits to fall into though not a fan of falling into pits i actually like that sonic 2 one with the half pipes that you can jump up over yeah, good. Give me some, uh, let me, I mean, this isn't aesthetics, though. This is controls. Let me control it with, like, the trigger, like I'm driving a car, you, you know? know? Let me let me hit the brakes. When the game came out, I was just a kid, and I didn't realize what they were going for, so I thought the game was called Knuckles Chow Ticks. Was that That's just me? Oh, yeah. Knuckles Chow Ticks. Is that a joke, or is this true? No, this is real. For years, oh, I man. thought it was called Knuckles Chow Ticks. Sounds like you got yourself what we call a memory problem, having to remember that every day. Yeah. It'd be hard, hard for me to it's get rough. out of bed if I had that. Yeah. He's an echidna, right? I mean, he probably does chow on ticks. Right. That's true. Whoa. Yeah. What do echidnas eat? They're anteaters, right? They're spiny. They, they eat insects. They're a spiny anteater. Here's a little uh, embarrassing point that I can share in a similar vein, which is uh, Fighters Mega Mix. When that game came out, I had pretty much recently learned that Japan existed and made things. Yeah. <laughs> and so. You know, I was, I was, I think when oh, Fighters Megamix came out, I, I was in my first year of Japanese class. And because of how the font was, I wasn't sure if it was Fighters Megamix or Fighters Megami X. Uh, oh, I like that. Oh, and, Fighters Megami. Oh, yeah. yeah and Fighter. so I, th- I kind of thought that's what it was for a little while. It was a little embarrassing. Well, Fighters, Fighters a- Megami was actually a, another game. It was a game by Atlas. That's my joke. Who cares? I'm sorry. All right, hey, we're we're trailing <laughs> off topic here. All right, like what, Sonic bonus stages. What what would make the Sonic bonus stages look better? I'll tell you what would make the Sonic bonus stages look better. Every single one of these bonus stages, ray tracing. Oh, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Wait, and isn't Ray one of the Sonic friends? He's like a little monkey or squirrel or something. He's, he's Ray the dirt bag. That's his name. He's he's in he's in um 
Sonic Mania, I think, in the in Sonic Mania Plus. Ray is like a he's a little little monkey. What is he? I want to look him up. I think he exists. Squirrel? Yeah, Ray the Squirrel. You're right. Ray the Squirrel. If no. they replaced Sonic the Hedgehog right. with, with Chronic yeah. the Chronic the Hedgehog. Yeah, that'd be all good. those years of writing fanfiction paid off. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Nothing the... personnel, kid. Oh, can somebody uh, in the chat uh uh make uh uh, make us a new uh, okay so here's here's a character i want an original character an original sonic character designed for the show that's our new he's our new mascot his name is dirtbag the sludge hog is his name <laughs> can we have someone design that character dirtbag the sludge hog i don't love it no he's got he's gonna look real cool he has to look uh, like he's like into metal i can see it oh, and yeah. i don't like what i'm seeing new okay metal i think sonic i think character yeah i think you don't uh I, I I think Jeffy, I think you just need to. The right artist will will do it right. We'll right. Do it He's well. got a tribal tattoo and a. There's already a Metal Sonic character, and his name's Metal Sonic. That's a joke. All right, Dirtbag the Sludge Hog. This question is from Russ Hamrick, who asks, "Who is the prince, as in Prince Rogers Nelson, of video games?" Oh man, nobody. It'll have to be a character, not a person, because yeah. The, I think with person we can agree that it's nobody. Yeah, with in terms of video game development, right? Pretty much nobody. There's a lot of video game developers out there who uh, uh, Prince. When you say Prince to me, I think of a man who could do everything, play every instrument, was an expert in recording, had uh, just perfect virtuoso talent at everything, and also he could play basketball extremely well. He could cook waffles and pancakes. Um, He uh, he could jump real high. Uh, he was an extremely good performer. He was a very talented dancer. Uh, one of purple. maybe the greatest guitarist, rock guitarist who has ever lived, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there are a lot of video game developers that they throw around the word. Uh, they've been throwing around the word rock star video game developer since before rock star games. And uh, there are people out there who quote unquote do everything. You can see several of them in indie game, the movie. I don't know if that's true. I've never seen indie game, the movie. There are these guys out there who do, who who are what kind of one man bands on video games and uh none of them are uh, as as thoroughly meticulously cool as prince is my opinion that's true maybe we're coming at it from the different uh, the wrong angle which is it's not so much being the quality of prince like the thing one of the things that always stands about prince is that you know he's an incredible guitarist and he just was so prolific almost all mm-hmm. of the stuff that he made you you could not get right i mean it's coming out now that he's he's passed away right. but like he had vaults and vaults of work so is there a game developer out there who has constantly promised work or shown work that we've never actually seen outside of i guess peter molyneux who we would not want to compare well to it's not just promised yeah. it's having completed and uh um, mm. what comes to mind for me is the oliver twins uh who yeah. were at codemasters back in the day who have so ah. far out of their attic dug up and released the files for four unreleased dizzy games specifically for the nes so far wow yeah that owns yeah so who uh, who knows how many games those two completed that are just in their attic that uh might not have anything to do with dizzy or might be on platforms that aren't the nintendo yeah so, there's probably some amiga and spectrum ones out i'm there, sure there's imagine. a ton of spectrum stuff up there yeah yeah, that one really works because I think that Prince had many albums about an anthropomorphic egg hidden yeah. in his vault. So, yeah. I mean, it matches They're up all perfectly. about that, really. If you I mean, given really on a long it. enough timeline, if he hadn't written an album about Dizzy the Egg, he would have. <laughs> yeah, I think so he I had have... several full albums about chemtrails. Uh, it's a little I deep cut for the Prince fans in the audience. I interviewed the uh, the Oliver Twins, and I spent much of the interview not asking the question 
did you guys make dizzy because you both look like that? Because they're they're two <laughs> two balding, bespectacled men with round faces, and they really <laughs> look like dizzy themselves. Um, oh man! What is dizzy's did... catchphrase? Isn't it oi? Oi, mate, uh, I'm Dizzy, I'm a bloke, and I'm an egg, or something like that. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm Dizzy the egg bloke. Crack me, Gofna. Don't scramble me, mate. Yeah, I like Dizzy the egg bloke more than <laughs> Dirtbag the Sludgehog. Dirtbag the Sludgehog. No, it's gotta happen. <laughs> Somebody's gotta do it. Dizzy the egg bloke is one of his friends. <laughs> he needs to be wearing like a super, like a like a real death metal shirt that says insert credit on it. Yeah. All right. With that indecipherable Elkhorn font. There are a huge range of Dizzy characters, right? Like, yeah. there's Dizzy and then all the other yoke folk. I know one is a hippie, and he's definitely called Dylan. I think there's a lady, Dizzy, I, I, I can't remember. I mean, I had all this information in my head when I was writing fanfiction about Sonic characters meeting different ca- other characters, but no, yeah. it's all gone now, you know? Mm. I, w- I would like to request this question be saved for our later episode that will be populated with saved questions. Yeah. Fair enough. Let's do All that. Right. Because, I, because I, I like it. This also made me think of another excellent question that you could put in later, which is, who is the, uh, who is the exploited child star of video games? Mm. Because, uh, mm. I, I, had, I had a lot of thoughts about that suddenly while trying to think about Prince. Okay. Uh, well, we can continue thinking about that as we go to the break, and we'll be right back after it. We'll be right back with more of the Dirt Bag Hour after the break. Daddy's dead. Who killed Daddy? The answer lies at the bottom of the dirt bag. Welcome back to the dirt bag. We got another all Patreon question episode of Insert Credit. To get your questions on the show, access to exclusive bonus episodes, and even the regular episodes one day early, you can subscribe at any level at patreon.com slash insert credit. This question comes from Sam, who asks, what has been lost as the result of the death of dedicated portable game consoles? All my fun. I keep hearing people phrase this question in ways tentative and such uh, on the internet, on the Twitter, on my social media feed, stuff like, oh, I miss handhelds or whatever. And it's like, didn't we talk about this on the show? I know we did. The Nintendo Switch is pretty good, man. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. is. I don't know. I think what I miss is the sort of um, continuation of a prior generation aspect of handhelds where... We may have talked about this on the show, but where like the PSP was more or less a PS2 and the DS was more or less an N64 and the 3DS was more or less a GameCube. And so the those companies that still had more ideas that fit that fidelity or that space or who had, you know, improved their techniques in that arena, they got to to keep going with that stuff. And I kind of miss that. I miss having a PS2 uh, continuation in the PSP. I miss having... Mm. Isn't- the switch just uh wii u basically right i guess it, it sort of it sort of is a, a better wii u um, mm-hmm. it but it feels like what now what now sheffield i want i want more of it i want more of it give me more of that you you, you make it an intro you made me think of just uh like on on the playstation vita how there was like that bad i don't know if it was bad but like this uncharted game on the playstation vita that was weird i remember yeah. playing daxter for the psp right those are the kind of games you lose when the Nintendo yeah. Switch just has the AAA games on it. Daxter for PSP, a Jack and Daxter side story made by uh, Ready at Dawn Studios. That was a, a pretty interesting video game. It wasn't great. However, it had some neat 
yeah. ideas and it was fun to play on a PSP. Give me give me the um the B team side story version of, you know, whatever Uncharted, The Last of Us, etc. Um Yeah, where the publisher is like the like Sony is confident it will sell because it has the big brand name, so they let the designers be a little bit weird and yeah. then they have to also work around constraints. The other day I I had this epiphany that uh the game Pac-Land by Namco is not nearly as good as Super Mario Brothers, which it directly inspired because they had so much graphical power to work with. Uh, uh, anyway, there's a whole lot more to that, so I'm going to not bother. I'm going to not bother was, finishing that thought. I was thinking about that, actually, because um, what you're saying with constraints there strikes me because, you know, just yesterday they announced for Switch uh, Control and Hitman 3, right, as cloud mm-hmm. versions. And I don't think it's the loss of handhelds that's, that's making this change, but... The increase in cloud computing ability and, um, you know, people's internet being a lot stronger, we're going to lose that thing where a less powerful piece of hardware gets an interestingly constrained version of another game. Like, yeah. um, like the Switch is going to just become, if these releases work out, absolutely looping with AAA games that are just cloud versions. Um, and I don't find that interesting at all. I'd way rather play, like, a version of Control or Hitman with, like, totally reduced polygon counts and stuff because that's mm-hmm. just like it could look really interesting and be more interesting you know like but alas yeah mm-hmm. there's there's two yakuza side story games for psp like you don't you there's there's no reason to make those unless there's a psp and i think that's interesting i haven't played those games i would really like to you know um <laughs> i don't know i've never I, played those games i played th- that whole series but i never never played those Right, I didn't even realize they existed until quite recently. Um, I have yeah. the first one, but I've never loaded up. The problem with the PSP is that the screen is terrible and it has that yeah. the stupid discs, right? And you can't therefore get all your stuff onto the friggin' Vita, which has an amazing screen. Right. So I guess maybe if I could eventually like jailbreak my Vita or something to be able to just sideload those, that'd probably be a pretty cool time. I believe you can already. I think I've mentioned this before, but I uh, never had a good time on a PSP. I never had a good time. I and straight I prom- up never had a PSP. Oh, I did. Oh. It. Was a good time on a PSP that you maybe would have a good time with? Uh, I think you referred to the series recently. Ridge Racers 2, which was only released in Europe on PSP. Ridge Racers 2, yeah. Very good time. Yeah, I gotta get that. There were, okay, so there were games that for fleeting moments, I remember playing the original Ridge Racers on it, on the PSP, and just being like, man, wow, it's like, this is so much more cool stuff than the Game Boy. This is like a brand. This is like it's AAA games in the palm of my hand. But that 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 was so fleeting, and the the good time faded into a. I really don't like holding this thing. I don't like pressing these buttons. I don't like looking at this screen. The headphone volume is way too low, even on Max. Uh, there's just it takes a million years to load. There's loading screens everywhere. The PSP was just discomfort in the palm of your hand. I, I never enjoyed playing on a PSP. I really like the fidelity level. Guys, game. is now a good time to get a PlayStation Vita? No. I don't know. Always a good time to get a PlayStation Vita. All right. Can you crack uh, them and hack them? You can. I guess. I mean, uh, well the then. only problem with getting a PlayStation Vita now is you can't officially buy uh, the PlayStation Mini games released by our friends here, Tim and uh, Brandon. That's oh, right. Yeah, those games have been scrubbed from the universe. And you know what? I love it. Did y'all <laughs> see? Some <laughs> guy today asked me, are you ever going to bring back Ziggurat for iOS? And I immediately replied, nope, exclamation point. Uh, I love that sort of thing. I just love being able to say the nope. 
This next question comes from Jonathan Keough, who asks, what RPG progression system feels the most like what progress feels like in real life? Ooh, a uh, oh. dungeon siege. What, which, whichever uh, progress system makes no progress at all. Hey. Uh, in, uh, in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which, yes, is an RPG, mm -hmm. uh, as you just bike, you just pedal a bike around town, you can watch your guy lose weight and just become a skeleton as you pedal. Yeah. That's pretty good. Never happened to me. I think we might have discussed this, but I've only played Dungeon Siege 3, which is the one that everybody hates, apparently, and is totally different from the rest of the series. And, uh, I, I wasn't aware of any any circulating opinions, whatever, regarding Dungeon, uh, Siege. Dungeon Siege 3. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I was aware of when I started playing it, and I was like, this game's kind of fun. And then it I, was, uh, is. I was uh, confronted with the overwhelming negation of that opinion by others <laughs> no that's the one that sucks is that what yes. they all said more or less yeah dungeon siege 3 is 2.99 on steam dude yeah it was kind of fun dungeon siege time. 1 is 97 cents not a lot of sense i guess i'll buy it it's almost nonsense oh it's it's nonsense. on a special promotion and uh it's 6.99 97 cents right now uh i'm gonna buy a dungeon siege i'm doing it okay it's yeah, been purchased just letting you run dungeon siege it up dungeon siege uh 3 is 2.99 um, Should I does, buy that one too? Does yeah, does Cookie Clicker count as a as an RPG? Because that kind of feels like what progress is like in real life. You just keep keep doing a menial task, and then mm -hmm. once that's finished, you're presented with another one. It's like, well, here we go. Right. I guess I could mention what about Dungeon Siege I feel is realistic. It's like if you just beat a tree, if you just hit a tree, and then like your your strength just goes up. <laughs> it was it was uh it was it was pitched at the time it came out as having the most uh the deepest progression system in like video game history didn't they try to do something like that with final fantasy 2 yeah yeah you gotta hit each other in yeah. order to get stronger that actually grimly as regards the concepts uh political ethereal philosophical whatever of of progress progressiveness that best illustrates and encapsulates and metaphorizes it i believe is in final fantasy 2 for the Famicom computer, you had to hit yourself and each other so as to end a battle with fewer hit points so that you could then enter the earn more maximum hit points with which to beat yourself during the second, the next battle. Then you fight a boss with your hit points inflated by pain and struggle, ending the battle healing after having healed several times so that you survive. And then your maximum hit points are docked because of it uh that is probably the best illustration metaphor wise that video games have ever offered of what progress is in real life and it was kind of and accident. that's why no one likes that nobody one. likes that one except yoshido kimura who said it's his favorite one really he also says dragon quest 2 is the best dragon quest what playing some of his two i'm really really scooping out the dirt here on the dirt bag today yeah. Everybody, go ahead. Check out Moon on the Nintendo Switch. Just have a follow-on from what Tim had been saying, which was like, I mean, it's kind of a boring answer, but those, uh, the Elder Scrolls system, which is just the more you do a thing, the better you get at it. Mm -hmm. So you end every night in that game going into an end and jumping up and down next to the bed until you are too tired to do that anymore, which, if you think about it, is kind of like what exercise basically is, right? Yeah. Every night when I stayed at an end, I jumped up and down as much as I could until I just collapsed from exhaustion, I'd probably get pretty good at jumping. Oh, when I was exercising more frequently than my uh, my COVID-19 pneumonia ruined lungs allow me currently to do, I uh, 
if I was traveling on the road, I would just do a hundred squats before bed every night. Like no joke, standing there in a hotel room, do a hundred squats. The dragonborn workout. Yeah, so you're basically doing the Skyrim exercise. You know, maybe, maybe that's why I don't like Skyrim because it's too it's too real for me. It's too real. Right. I don't want uh, it too real. Jack O'Keefe asks, "What non-racing games have the best driving?" Jack O. First of all, Jacko, I'm going to tell you something. If you ever decide to play guitar, you should buy yourself a Roland Jazz Chorus amp, which Japanese Roy, uh, noise rockers. Uh, uh, nice. yeah. You did it. You did the thing where you uh, you 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 shout back my uh, my mispronunciation. But I'm sorry. I've got a central nervous good, system though. condition. I like um, noise uh, knockers. That's okay. Yeah, it is actually pretty good. It's a good one. Pretty good. Um, uh, yeah, so Japanese uh, noise rockers love the the jazz, the Roland Jazz Chorus amp. First of all, because it's made in Japan. That's the Roland Corporation is from Japan. It's uh, available, so it's readily available. There's plenty of used ones on the market, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, it's in every re- rehearsal box and studio and garage. Uh, and they shorthand call it the Jacko. Jacko. When ah. people say, "What amp do you like?" So I like the Jacko. What was so his question says, again? Uh, so, it was about uh, driving in non-racing games. What does yeah. it best? Best non-racing game that has driving. I'm going to go ahead and say, because I'm a big truck heck daddy here in truck heck, I, I think the driving in like Grand Theft Auto 1 and 2 is like really good. That top-down driving. I think the camera work is good. I think the, the friction is good. The feel is good. And uh, I feel like they kind of nailed it in that game. And then they've been struggling with the driving ever since, right? Like uh, they make it heavier. They make it lighter. They make it fluffier. They make it harder. They make it floppier. They make it stiffer. Like they can't decide. Fans get irate no matter what. I can think of a lot of bad ones. Yeah, a lot of bad driving out there. Yeah, it's uh, hard to think of good ones. I I kind of like the bad driving in um, uh, Deadly Premonition in a certain way. Oh, that driving's bad. Yeah, it's yeah. really bad. Come it's on. really bad. How do you like that? Well, it's like it fits in with the rest of the experience. It somehow. does. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. And I, I like to just get all the cars and they kind of feel different, but they all feel different in different worse ways, <laughs> which is like, I don't know. Um, it's charming, but it's definitely not good. I like that you can't just stop your car in that game. Yeah. If you're right. going fast, you can't just like put the brakes mm-hmm. on and stop your car. You have to just hit a wall. <laughs> or run into the a world slight is your ramp, brakes. which also counts as a wall sometimes. Um, the world is your brakes. The world breaks with you. <laughs> Man, I know there's some good ones out there. Uh, I mean, how how is the uh, the driving in Car Battler Joe? I don't remember. I guess that doesn't count. Car Battler Joe is a Car Battler Joe. First of all, one of the legitest games of all time. Uh, I guess music by Yuzo Koshiro, my friend. Doesn't count because yeah, car was right in the name. So. Yeah, it's car. It's car Pokemon. Uh, well, no, they're they're bad. It's like it's like Mario Kart battle mode style battles. I actually was just yeah. playing. I was just playing Car Battler Joe like last week. Um. I gotta say, that game's real good. It had all the right ideas. Let's not talk about why I was playing Car Battler, Joe. That well, that will remain mysterious for the um, time. This, is, this is kind of a cheat, maybe, but it comes to mind, which is that when I played Final Fantasy fifteen, oh, um, yeah. I let the mm. boys drive me around, and oh yeah, uh, I just kind of read a book during our brief road trips, and then we yeah. arrive at our destination, and I put down my book and then go check it out. I thought that was a uh, Kind of an interesting way to play a video game. Did you beat Final Fantasy 15, Frank? I did, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. Um, So past a certain point, doesn't the whole road trip thing just like suddenly wear off? Did it suddenly, did it like suddenly occur to you? It's like, oh, this world is like three miles wide. Yeah, of course. Hmm. Yeah. And then suddenly it just kind of felt, I felt bad yeah. in the car. 
after after like it took like 60 hours i completely yeah yes i i i know that exact feeling but uh the trips were long enough that you actually could you know do some substantial reading uh i, I liked to do uh riding in taxis in grand theft auto 4 I, oh yeah yeah me too oh, that was my favorite i beat grand theft auto 4 without killing a single uh non-essential person what sort of saved the Final Fantasy 15 road trip driving for me was I was always trying to get new uh, MP3 player mm-hmm. thingies for, for oh, my, yeah. from a little device in there. So I was getting different Final Fantasy music unlocked and I would just sit on a new tune and let them go. And that was kind of nice. But there's all those I hot wish, remixes. I wish they had more stuff to say in the car to each other. They, they ran when they ran out of stuff to talk. Feel for yeah, just like a real road trip. Yeah, that's true. Oh, maybe that's the point. That's that's mm-hmm. never never ask if that's maybe the point of something. Yeah. So you're always you're almost always giving somebody too much credit if you say maybe that's maybe the that's point. the point. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there aren't a lot of real good ones. I I feel like there's something we're missing in here. But um, oh, actually, wait. I like this is almost cheating because it's uh it's two D side on. But I do like riding around in the metal slug tank. Uh, quite it's a lot. got some good good jiggles and juices and frictions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like how the, the, the treads kind of like clamber over the edges of things and it's all bumbling around and it's it's weird to use and it's bumpy and bumbly, but it, it, it feels like it looks and it feels like it's supposed to. So I like that one. Is Outrun 2 really a racing game if you're not competing for a place? It's a driving game and I think it still counts as being excluded from the spirit of the Life all is right. a race, baby. Life is a race. Tim, have you come up with a question for us? I have not, no. All right, then I think we're just going to skip right to our lightning round. Oh, let's skip to the to the frightening round. Uh, yeah. Or, uh, wait a minute, okay. No, I do have a question. I do have oh, a question. cool. Um, uh, we were talking about getting like some, some uh, uh, doing like a sort of a rebrand of the show. Uh, I was going to ask this uh, at the end of the, when we're off microphone, but why not talk about it here? Um, what if, like, what if we got like some new art done for the show, right? Mm-hmm. What if we had ourselves redesigned as Sonic the Hedgehog character? Yeah. <laughs> so everybody design uh, everybody else's Sonic the Hedgehog uh, character. So does somebody, who's Brandon? What kind of animal is Brandon? Brandon, you can't say. Okay, uh, I can't we're say. Gonna get, we're going to get an extremely talented artist to design this. We're going to go straight to a pro, and we're going to get the most, the fanciest professional possible to do these characters for us. And I think he's listening right now. So, so uh, I, I can't get a, I can't, I can't have input onto what animal I am or can I, you can make a request. Go ahead. Okay. If you feel like you want to make a request, go for it. What animal are you? I don't have one immediately. I just, I, if, ah. if I need to like nix, um, some, some kind of a hated animal. Okay. To be first of all was Brandon is a chihuahua with a Justin Bieber haircut. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Whoa. That's pretty bad. I don't care if you like it, Jeffy. That's what I'm seeing in my mind's eye. Mm. Oh. Yeah. I'm having oh. a hard time seeing a Sonic chihuahua because i think of their eyes as being really beady and i think of sonic character eyes as being having those giant white flaps right yeah yeah but knuckles the echidna doesn't look anything like a regular echidna maybe a sonic style chihuahua looks nothing like a regular chihuahua did i ever i don't know i don't think i got to tell this on the podcast um we were uh hanging out with some old school people from sega from like the early 90s at gdc and uh they were they were kind of having like their annual get together, but they told us to come hang out with them, which was pretty cool. And uh, they were kind of sitting around and drinking and talking about the old days and stuff. And and I think they enjoyed having someone who was just interested in hearing their stories. And yeah. so 
I forget who it was, but they were like, all right, you remember Knuckles? I was like, yeah, I remember Knuckles. They're like, okay, who do you think his look was based on? I was like, oh man, I don't know. Who was Knuckles based on? And they go, Michael Jackson. (laughs) What? (laughs) What, really? Wait, (laughs) what? (laughs) What? Michael Jackson? Apparently, according according to this person's memory, anyway. What? The look of Knuckles the Echidna is based on Michael Jackson. I don't see it at all. I was going to guess Coolio. He's red like the Thriller jacket. That is true. Red like the Thriller jacket from uh, Mm. Popcorn.gif. Right. Oh, my God. I know the one. So okay, that so, is what Michael Jackson as a Sonic character looks like. So Okay, excellent. So <laughs> okay, we have that, that we have that my... amount of, of latitude here. We have that baseline. So basically and, and what animal type and what, what color is your animal? That's that's what we're driving at here. And then what's your animal wearing and what do the shoes look like? I want to be turquoise. A complex question. Light blue. Turquoise? Light blue. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Um, a turquoise, but what kind of animal? Man, I don't know. I could be a sea creature. I could be a porpoise. Um oh, I could be a Brandon the porpoise. What about a seal? Sure. Is there not a seal? Well, it doesn't matter if there's one already. I guess no, it we, we should just not be like, we can't be a hedgehog or an echidna, <laughs> but other things are kind of... Yeah, no hedgehogs. Just keep in mind, I think that you are automatically shipped with any character that is the same species. So oh. keep that in mind. Right. Okay. So I'm, I'm shipped Ooh. with the, uh, the, char- the High Seas Havoc protagonist, these right. clones from Diddy. I'm thinking... Which is I, definitely I just, a Sonic character. I just keep going back to the pig... From uh, from Monster Boy and thinking that's basically me is right. a pig with an eye patch and a yeah. Parco Rosso. Except I need a sword as well. Um, yeah, I want to be I want to be a pig. I don't know what color yet. Uh, a pink pig with uh, I want to be wearing like a cool uh, uh, flight jacket. Why not like a perfect a, pig? Like a green uh, MAM one flight jacket and a pair of boots. The Parco Rosso big, still big brown boots. Give me some Red Wing Iron Rangers. No, give me Alden 405s. Alden 405s. That's what I want. <laughs> You're going to be shipped with Dirtbag Sludge Pig or whoever the hell it was you were talking about <laughs> earlier. <laughs> no, Dirtbag the Sludge Hog is a type of hedgehog, okay? He's like Shadow, except he's better. Like Shadow that's, or Chronic. That, that seems still... like I'm being missold. Sludge, <laughs> sludge Hog does not make me think hedgehog because hedges <laughs> and sludge are not similar at all. I want him to be like goopy looking, you know? I want I want Dirtbag the Sludgehog. So so Dirtbag the Sludgehog is like the evil villain looming behind us in the background. Yeah. And then uh, what kind of animal are you, Alex Jaffe? Oh, uh, me? I'm kind of picturing like a turtle with a uh, blue bandana and maybe a bow staff. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's yeah, pretty that, good. It's weird that your bandana is blue, though. So you're, you're like <laughs> halfway purple. between two of them. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, what would what would Sonic the Hedgehog artist redesigns well, of the Joe kind of film? Ninja... <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I'm actually, actually yeah. I'm, I'm actually curious to know what a Sonic the Hedgehog artist's redesigns of of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would look like. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty I'll good. Be, I'll be honest because I've always been colorblind. I've never been able to tell which one had the blue and which one had the purple. Uh, well, uh, that's a good joke. It's a good yeah. joke. A quality a quality jest, I would say. Yeah. Okay, Frank, what are you? I'm a zebra. Oh, nice. Oh, Frank yeah, the I can zebra. See that. Yeah, so I'm a zebra, mm. and I have a backwards baseball cap, um, and uh, I wear a gold chain. Uh, Wait. What's up? Isn't that similar to the... You remember that um, whatever striped gum? Uh, oh, yeah, I'm the fruit oh. striped gum. <laughs> fruit striped <laughs> character, yes. I'm, I'm literally the fruit striped gum guy. 
Yes. Yeah. Fruit stripes. <laughs> Man, there, gum gum marketing is wild. There was like, um, so yeah, I want to be a, I want my my particular species to be a bludge hog is what it's called. <laughs> like a bludgeoning hog. Because I want to yeah. have like a big, like a, a real big club in my hand. So, and I want like a James Joyce eye patch and glasses thing going on. I want to be a small guy. Yeah, I just want it on the record. I looked up fruit stripe gum <laughs> and the zebra, I forgot the zebra is multicolored uh, stripes. It's not black yeah. stripes. So it is, it is a maniacal, uh, nightmarish zebra. Yeah. And he's, he's usually kicking a soccer ball. Let's so get into our lightning oh, round. That's my, that's my power. It's like Mega Man. Horses, horses right? should but not be horse. presented as so as as as, as happy <laughs> as this creature. And I know a zebra is uh, is tangential to a horse. Anyway, it's a horse. So. Yeah, Don't I'm draw sure no happy seal, horses. A horse, no, sorry, a seal, a pig, and a zebra could get on pretty well, at least as well as you three. So it works for me. All right. All right. I don't All know right. if I want to be a seal. Well, we'll come back. You're a seal now, Brandon. Live with it. That's the kinda... other option was was Chihuahua, and people said the eyes were too beady, and so that was not allowed. A porpoise? Porpoises. I mean, the porpoises. Porpoises are totally overrated. First of all, all those type of sea mammals. Like you want a good working class seal. Wait, I want to be a pika. Those those little tiny guys that hold flowers in their mouths and look adorable. You no, know what I'm talking about. That doesn't sound like you. I've never seen you holding a flower in your mouth. I have Not already one. seen you um, eating fish at uh, Fisherman's Wharf. So that's true. And Brandon's my a bat. Yeah, there we go, my bat. But then I have to go with Rose, right? Or whoever. Yeah, Rouge. Rouge. Her name is Rouge. Rouge. Yeah, well, sorry. That's the fate you're consigned to. Okay. Uh, we're going to go on to our lightning round. We're going to play a game we haven't played in a while, uh, not since the revival. We used to do a thing called Bottom Line Review, which I borrowed from Tim in oh, the BLD. long ago time, where you review a game by saying the name of the game and defining it in one sentence. By finishing uh, a sentence. Yeah, by finishing that sentence. Uh, actually, if I may say for a moment, the actionbutton.net bottom lines uh, were originally coined as a joke because I saw way too many blogs that would just say game name is and then finish the sentence as a headline like like uh, Stardew Valley is like Harvest Moon meets Final Fantasy or something like that. Right. Like it was that was it was my way of making fun of that. Now with action button reviews, I have graduated and I've, I've changed the style of the bottom line for the YouTube videos. So there's no more B verbs, no more is. You just have to finish the sentence. Right? Okay, then. So it's you like you do use it, that it way as, from now on. Yeah, you, yeah. That's so. That's the new rule. It's got to be the subject right. of the sentence. Uh, well, usually there's a theme, but because I had to kind of throw this episode together at the last minute, I'm just going to read the names of random games I roll from MobyGames.com. And oh, big Moby! Whether you know anything about it or not, you're going to have to come up with a review for them. And we have five minutes on the clock. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Your first game is NFL Legends Football 98. Yeah. <laughs> his work? Tim set very specific uh, parameters, so yeah. you do this one, Tim, to explain how we do it. Yeah. It's not, it's not very specific parameters. It's like you would say something like NFL Legends Football 98. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, yes. Well, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know this game. It's hard to... The, the Legend is back. Legend 97. Yeah, okay. There, Frank NFL Legends Football 98 brings the legend back. There we go. Okay. Something uh, like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, your next game is Sports Trivia Championship Edition for the Game Gear. What? Sports Trivia Championship Sports Edition trivia on the Game Gear. Edition. It's something on the go. I don't... All right. Sports Quizical. Trivia Champion Edition for the Game Gear. It's truly quizzical. <laughs> okay. Uh, your next game is Persona 5. 
nice. I've oh, that's that a good one. Persona 5 for when you uh, want to have kind of a bad time <laughs> playing a video game. Oh, wow. Brandon, are you one of those people who who doesn't like Persona 5? I am one of them. Mm. It's my least favorite that of all I've played. Uh, how much? Okay, uh, never mind. Forget it. Forget it. All right. Your next game is Ian Fleming's James Bond 007 in Live and Let Die, the computer game for the ZX Spectrum. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the worst road ever. <laughs> <laughs> for when the world is not enough. James Bond's 007 for the ZX Spectrum is not as good as the Amiga version. There you go. Street Hockey 95 for the Super Nintendo. Street Hockey 95. When Grandma accidentally got you the one that wasn't NHL 95. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You Star 2 in the movies, Ben Stiller Scene Pack for the (laughs) Xbox 360. You're not supposed to do DLC. It's supposed to be game. (laughs) Ben Stiller Game Pack. Ben Stiller Scene Pack? Yeah. Uh... Master your rage, or your rage will, or the rage will become your master. Right? All right. Yeah, I mean that's the plot. Bullet that. storm. Oh, bullet storm. Like bullet witch. Give me the, the bullet witch, hard with the storm. Give me the bullet what? Bullet hard. Yeah. All right. I mean, get bullet, on bullet storm hard. actually actually has an action button bottom line review out there uh, somewhere. What yeah, was it's it? It's out there. It was something about murder boners. A guy says murder boner early. He's like, like hey, he's got a real murder boner. I said it's the best murder boner stroking simulation of the year. I guess. What I, yeah. That King was, of that Fighters was, 14. King oh. of Fighters 14. I played that. Ain't 14s. For adult, <laughs> it's for adults. It ain't 14s. Yeah. Um, Mugen. That's not even a real, that's just a framework. Yeah. framework. All your favorite fighting game characters together in one giant fan fiction mess that's not even a joke i love that fan fiction yeah uh magic the gathering duels of the planeswalkers unlock thoughts of wind for the playstation 3 what hank was that made in japan sure sounds like (laughs) okay chess for the nintendo switch oh was that my review (laughs) (laughs) chess for the nintendo switch brings chess back yeah. To the palms of your hands. Super Smash Brothers for the Nintendo 3DS. Just as bad as all the other Smash Brothers. Oof. All right. And uh, we got one more, I think, that we can fit in. Uh, ZX Othello for the ZX Spectrum. ZX Spectrum. ZX. Brings right. Othello back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And that's time. I think that was our oh. worst lightning round ever. Congratulations, yeah, that was, guys. Yeah, Do you guys want to go back job. to designing our Sonic the Hedgehog original characters? <laughs> <laughs> all right. This I just whole time don't want to be like... a giraffe. I don't want to be a giraffe. I don't want to be a taper. <laughs> okay. Right. I'm we'll very see. confident in being the Fruit Stripe gum. Season. I think you all should right. be the Fruit Stripe gum guy. For sure. <laughs> Who's got recommendations? Who's got plugs? <laughs> Yeah, uh, come to my thing tomorrow. Except it'll be too late, so Wait, won't bother thing? plugging that. Yeah, go back in time one week and go to Frank's uh, Ron Gilbert hangout. Well, you'll be able to they'll be able to watch it later. Right? Um, yeah, probably. Uh, but we have sold eleven hundred tickets, which is uh very surprising. Ooh. That's a good number of hundred. I thought it'd be one hundred, but instead of it's about eleven hundred. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, um, congratulations. Thank you. I'll you should recommend... just uh, multiply everything by eleven then for the rest of your life. All right. <laughs> you have my blessing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to recommend uh, that you check out on Kickstarter the board game Roll in One that is created by uh, my friend Randy O'Connor. And it's a 
dice rolling game where you you like you assemble a big map of like a golf thing and you you play as some uh, um, utopia looking anthropomorphic characters and you you play golf with dice and you, and your dice are like a, a nine wood or a whatever iron i don't know what they call those um, but the different club types seems pretty mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. and it's pretty cheap uh as a board game the the whole uh kickstarter special edition is 30 bucks which seems remarkably cheap to me for a physical product but uh you know whatever he's doing it so go check it out i think it's pretty good actually i did have something which is that uh last night uh sort of as a joke starting out we watched the movie venom based on oh, the yeah. comic book character had oh, a yeah. really good time yeah. i'm sorry that about venom that's fun that was stupid. uh had a really good script i liked every character somehow I- I liked that dumb movie a lot. It's really stupid, and I had a really nice time. So uh, don't sleep on Venom. Sleep with Venom. Yeah. There's going to be a, there's, they're making a sequel. They are making a sequel. It's the first thing we did when the credits were rolling was pull out our phones, see if there was a sequel. Yeah. It got, it's it's it, a good it, airplane movie. That's for sure. Yeah. Fun time up there. Uh, I actually, uh, I always uh, make fun of Brandon Sheffield for a while. I don't make fun of you, but I always uh, cast aspersions on this concept of watching a film on an airplane because I I believe a movie, I I just, I don't want to watch a movie that I don't want to watch at home. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I I don't know. So, however, I recently watched something on an airplane because the flight was only one hour and it was in the middle of the day. And I, uh, I was like, I'm not going to sleep for one hour in the middle of the day direct flight from indianapolis to new york so i watched uh, the first ep- I, I i looked over all the things and i pondered i was just deep in in philosophical thought like what will i watch from one hour on the plane i could not it was very hard to decide there were too many things that i was like i want to watch this on a big tv you know what i settled on and it's like this was like you can watch it over the wi-fi on your phone is how i watched it was i watched the first episode of the hbo miniseries mcmillions which is about the uh, the McDonald's Monopoly game that was rigged. Oh, yeah, yeah. My mom told me that was good. Yeah. I watched the first. I watched. I didn't get to watch the full first episode. However, by the end of the flight, I was like, I'll watch. I'll watch the rest of this at home. I, I haven't dialed it back up yet, though. We will. Yeah, I recommend it. Yeah, yeah. you've you've watched. I it? recommend that. Yes, I've watched it. Oh, excellent. Well, there we go. That's a, a half recommendation from me, or I guess we should say I'm one seventh recommendation because that's about how far through the series I got. Um, Special guest Matthew Kumar, do you have anything to recommend or plug? Uh, I will, um, you know, plug myself, uh, Matthew Kumar on Twitter and exp.zine also on Twitter if you want to follow two Twitter accounts, one of which follows covers games and one of which covers other stuff. Um, Also my blog, uh, everygame.tumblr.com if you want to read the thing which enraged Tim earlier on. You want to get in a shtick. You want to yeah, check out want, his blog If you want to shtick. enjoy um, my shtick, other than just Tim's never-ending <laughs> shtick. Um, and if I was going to recommend something, um, actually mentioning HBO made me think of uh, something which I've been really, really <laughs> enjoying, which is um, uh, something I didn't think I'd enjoy because I'm not much of a prestige television person. But the HBO series Succession oh. is pretty much, I think, one of the most peerlessly created television shows I've ever seen. Every single part of that show is like dripping with intent and quality. Oh, yeah. um, it I was created it. by um, Jesse Armstrong, one of the writers of Peep Show. It stars um, Brian Cox and uh, a bunch of other actors. It's about rich people being rich, which I immediately thought, why would I enjoy this? But um, the thing you have to remember is that it's almost a comedy. 
it's like uh there's so much funny stuff happening in it and it basically for me at least season one and season two lead up towards a single joke about scottish football which to me was <laughs> the funniest joke i had seen in anything forever it's that it's is a, a pretty good joke it's a fantastic show that even though it's like one awards and that i actually think that people should actually watch it to see how something can be done well you know it, it's interesting that you approached the show initially just thinking why would i want to watch a show about rich people was it not recommended to you by like people you by like people you like trust or know uh did you just encounter it in the street as a, a I mean, show never... about rich people well uh, no that, like like uh i don't know because for me uh i didn't know it was a show about rich people until i started watching it it was just recommended to me by someone with like really uh good taste and i started watching and i was like oh this is a show about rich people and it's good no that was how it was for me uh, the reason i haven't watched it is because i perceived it as a show about rich people but then i was later from someone who had watched it given the impression that it was a show about rich people getting owned but still being rich anyway which um almost made me want to watch it less because i don't want them to continue to succeed even if yeah, they're having a bad so, time so you're out there uh you're out there getting uh getting the dirt from the bad advertisers is what i'm going to call them that person sounds like a bad tell them to not pursue a career in the advertising industry that's uh they they sold you the show the absolute wrong way if that's the impression they gave you basically what it is is it's uh it's televised literature is what it is so just check that out all right uh, to not sell it to someone I would, I would explain it as um it is arrested development as a drama because all of the characters almost equal exactly line up to a character in arrested development and when i realized that, that one is, night yeah. i was like oh my god like it's the took arrested development and then went, well, what if we did it this way? And it's hmm. and very fascinating. It's got Macaulay Culkin's brother. I didn't in it. Really yeah, he's like great. That shit. What you do um, or you don't like arrested I, development. I don't really like it. I like oh, it yeah. as okay. I, would, I didn't I want to sell to Brandon, would. that's why I would say, but I've said it now, so oh well. <laughs> just watch the first episode and if you don't like it, uh watch uh, the next just one. Walk into hey, a dumpster right. or watch the next one. Yeah. You know what day it's gonna be when this episode is released? What, your birthday? No, it's going to be November 3rd, which is the day of U.S. elections. Oh, Jesus, Lord. Yeah, I guess I recommend that people friggin' vote. Yeah, so that's what I want to recommend. Listen to this podcast while waiting in the comically long uh, line That's uh, that you probably are going to have to wait in to vote. And I recommend right. voting out any fascists, uh, which is um, it's going to be really difficult because there's a lot of them. But uh, yeah. do, do your best. Why I mean, is it in America? Is it you have to line up for so long? Like, I mean, every single other person in every other country is like, "Why are you waiting for four hours? What's the deal with that?" Oh, they just shut down all the polling stations so that they can constrain voting and make it difficult. I'm yeah. just, I'm gonna say it. Vote for Joe Biden. At this point, that's your best option. Yeah, it's what Sorry. you got. That's what you yeah, got. check him out. You vote for the skeleton, uh, the scarecrow, not the bag of potatoes. There yeah, you and, go. And if you don't like Joe Biden, he's probably gonna be dead real soon anyway. So it's fine. <laughs> Right. I mean, yeah. the guy's on fucking death's door. I don't just not like him. I god darn hate him. Yeah. I yeah. think he's more fit to be the president of a horizontally oriented human-sized wooden box located 600 feet beneath an ugly landfill. However, I'm voting for him. Yeah. Um, I already voted for him. Me too. And I guess you... should just be Joe Biden. He'll be dead soon. Right. Yeah. yeah. I got a pretty solid pitch for for Joe Biden, I think. Which let's is, hear it. Yeah, it's a. Uh, He's from I'm, Delaware. Is that I it? No, it's it's that 
there is a chance that he will listen to people that represent my views. Like he might, he might consider doing a green uh-huh, new deal uh-huh. or something like that. Whereas with, I mean, Trump, he won't, the, but, but he'll, 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 he'll not make fun of it on Twitter. There, there is, <laughs> right. there's, there's like a 5% chance that he might, because he's, you know, he, he doesn't believe in anything. No idea you were this optimistic, Brandon. If he, if he starts to see that the wind is blowing some direction, it's possible, or maybe he realizes, like, for example, this Green New Deal thing, as, as a specific example, it could make a lot of jobs. It would make a lot of jobs. It would mm-hmm, be like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's like the New Deal. And so uh, someone could get in Biden's ear and be like, don't you want to be the president that makes jobs? And then he might be I'll like, you know, maybe jobs, I do. Yeah. And I don't have to think it all through because here it is. I could just get behind it. And like, you know, jobs, right? What really it's... pushed me over to Biden's side was that Animal Crossing Island. If, uh, <laughs> yes. if he can prove himself as a gamer, <laughs> then he's my president. Absolutely. There we go. America deserves a gamer president. I don't yeah. think we... I. I I don't think a 78 year old man should be in charge of anything. This guy, you put him behind the register at a God darn supermarket. He'd just throw up all over himself, take a dump in his pants. This guy has no real life experience doing anything. 78 year old piece of Can trash. Can we please like. I'm voting for him though. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Just not today. Another day we can rag on this guy. It, it'll can... be so fun to make fun of that guy if he's president. Exactly. Yeah. Let's have a good time with him. Yeah. Two weeks he's alive. Right. I want Trump to lose by so bad that he just oh, yeah. gets rocketed into the universe. So whoever is against him, uh, specifically Doesn't this matter, yeah. Joe Biden, I want <laughs> I want Joe Biden to win by ninety five percent in California, so that uh, Trump can just GTFO his life. Yeah, and that's all I'm going to recommend because I'm certainly not going to recommend the podcast this week. Uh, <laughs> I'm Alex Jeffy. Yeah, I'm Frank Zabaldi. <laughs> I'm, I'm Tim Jeffy. Rogers. I talked to every Tim for no reason. That's okay. The the editor can easily split those into two. But don't. You were talking. I'm Matthew Kumar. (laughs) Hi, Matthew Kumar. Hey, how you doing? What's up? So we're going to be starting the podcast, guys, because this one sucked. (laughs) And that's the show. It's actually really important that people get and vote on the day because yes. if there's not enough yeah. votes on the day, it increases the likelihood that if yeah. Trump mm-hmm. is winning on a uh, Tuesday, whatever it is, right? The next morning, if he's still winning, yeah. he will then do whatever is required to try and convince the other conservatives to side with him to stop counting votes, right? Uh, yeah. So you yeah. have to get out and vote on the day or uh, in a way where your vote is counted on that day uh, by putting in a ballot box or something like that because otherwise right. there's a chance that it could drag him out. I actually don't believe that's likely because I think that Trump even on the day will be smashed by about nine points to be completely yeah. honest but yeah. at this point why chance it? Just fucking get out and do the voting.